Good Sunday morning, church. Good morning. Wow. Our gathering hymn this morning is number 158, Come Christians Join the Sing, followed by Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. Hallelujah, amen. Hey. 
Father, thank you for the ministry of music this morning. It sounded like the angels were singing to us. Father, we ask that your Holy Spirit would descend upon this sanctuary this morning. That you'd fill us till we're overflowing with your likeness. We thank you this morning that the table is set before us. And you invite everyone to your table. Father, may the message this morning penetrate the heart of someone that needs to be set free. Father, if there's sin in our life, that we confess it before you. And when we leave here this day, we know we've encountered the Holy One, the living Christ. We praise you and we thank you, Father. Amen. Be seated, church. Mary Lou, would you go give uh, Wilma a call and make sure everything's fine there? The announcements for you today, there are two offerings. The general offering will be first, and then right after scripture, there will be a love offering that will help with the emergency fund. United Methodist Women tomorrow night. There is no uh, staff parish meeting uh, this month. And Tuesday morning, Bible study at Liebler's. Tuesday evening, church council at 6 o'clock. Thursday evening, caregiver support group at 6 o'clock. Is there any announcements from anyone this morning? Ms. Bonnie? Thank you. Don't think you're getting rid of that at the thrift store, mister. <laughs> I'm sorry, Lonnie, I couldn't help it. That was just something that overflowed from Sunday school downstairs, church. Any other announcements? Then young disciples. Are you speaking today? Today? Are you speaking today? You know, all my hats, I always say there's a sweet spot on your head, and there's a hat that will fit that sweet spot. But for the life of me, I can't find that sweet spot on this head. So it's just like dangling up there precariously, just waiting to fall off. So we're just going to wait and see what happens, okay? But we'll leave it up there for now. So down in junior church, we have been learning a lot of things, but one of the things we've been learning about is prayer, right? Because Lily's been down there, but you haven't been down in junior church yet, have you? Okay. We've been learning about prayer, and some of the things that we've learned is, can you read that, Lily? What does it say? Can you read that? 
It's a fish. That's right. It's a fish. And on the fish it says, pray at all times. This is when we were learning about Jonah. And what we were learning about prayer was that um, you guys, I'll ask the questions and, and you guys can answer them. You too, Nolan, okay? But you can answer from the seat. Number one, can we pray anytime we want? Yes. Remember, we've learned that we can pray anytime we want. Um, do we need to have our mommies and daddies or grandmas and grandpas pray with us? No. But is it nice when they do? Yes, that's right. So we can, we've learned that we ourselves can pray. We don't have to have an adult pray with us, but it's always better when they do. huh? And we've also learned a couple other things. And one of the biggest things that we've learned is that there is no prayer that's too small. There's no prayer that's insignificant. And there's no prayer that's a waste of a prayer, is there? Because God wants to hear all of our prayers, doesn't he? And we can pray about anything. You know, this past Saturday, and I'll give you an example. This past Saturday, Pastor Pat and I were at my Aunt Mary Jo's and actually my Uncle Fred's internment. It's like a funeral. And Pastor Pat was doing it. And so there was, um, all of the family was surrounding him, and um, my cousins had come up before the two girls and said, we don't know how we're going to get mom and dad in the ground. Because, you know, it was this big, and someone's going to have to lift him up and put it down. And Pat says, Pastor Pat says, don't worry about it, I'll do it. And I went, <laughs> how's it going to get up and how's it going to get down? So as Pastor Pat picks up the box of ashes, that, my, um, that were going into the ground, I started praying to God. Oh, Lord, I said, please don't, you know, please don't, please, you know, help him get down, help him get up. And, and I was praying really hard. And you know what happened? My prayer was answered. Pastor Pat got down on his knees, put the box in the ground with a little bit of work because the hole wasn't quite big enough. <laughs> so we got him in there. And then he stood up like there wasn't an issue at all. Yeah. Nothing. He up and down, and maybe I would have been, maybe Aunt Judy. Judy might have been the only two people there that knew that that wasn't as easy as it looked. And you know what I did right then and there? I said, thank you, Jesus. See, some people might have thought that was just a little prayer. Come on, he's going to get up, he's going to get down, if you don't know. So we don't always know, do we? So what do we do? We pray. So Pastor Pat got down, didn't spill anything, and he got up just like that. And that was my answer to prayer. So you can pray to God for anything and everything. Nothing is too small. Nothing is too big for God, okay? So now I'm going to pray, and you guys repeat after me, all right? You ready? Dear Jesus, dear Jesus, thank you for listening to all our prayers. Ready? Amen. Good job, you guys. You go back to your seat. Thank you.
you know, God has a great sense of humor. I was praying, Lord, close their eyes so they can't see how difficult this is. And to have both Uncle Fred and Aunt Mary Jo in the same urn with a divider in it, the little box was pretty heavy. Uncle Fred was a big man, so I'm assuming when they cremated him, he was still a big man, just in a lot of ashes, and Aunt Mary Jo was uh, the, the, the best example of a Proverbs 31 woman that I've ever met in my life. And uh, I'm glad it looked easy. Well, she, I could see you take a breath before you went up, though, like, oh, Lord, let me get up. <laughs> well, I didn't think Eldon was there to help me, so. <laughs> Everything's okay, Lou? Great. Did you, did you tell us, or did you tell me and I forgot, or? Oh, okay. We're going to pray for Wilma, too. Somebody share a praise, a joy. Who's got a joy in their life this morning? Brother Bruce says his hand up, Eldon. Yeah, I'm glad to see he beat the COVID. <laughs> I'm just overjoyed to be here in person instead of watching on the, the computer. And uh, I want to thank everybody for their prayers and, yeah. and their cards. I got a joy. It was really awesome to be back in Sunday school. Uh, really missed that part of the services on Sunday. It's just kind of an empty spot. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody for that. And let's get back to business like we should be. Anyone else this morning with a joy or a praise? I have both the joy and the concern. My joy is that my niece Liz is here from Willoughby, Ohio, with her two kids, Eddie and Jalen. And my concern is that we are scheduled to have family pictures taken this afternoon in my backyard. So I'm hoping that the rain holds off. There is a plan B, but I'd really like to go forward with plan A. Lonnie and I were uh, able to hold our grandbaby, new grandbaby uh, last weekend, and um, it was a thrill, and she's just precious to us. Need the exercise. I have a couple of prayer concerns. Uh, um, Mike and Dawn Vargas from Saginaw area, the lady that I gave to uh, the prayer blanket to for, from our church ladies, 
they're not going to be able to ride with us on the bike trip this time. So uh, she has cancer. We really appreciate your prayers. And I would like you guys to pray for our motorcycle group. We're leaving for Kentucky this afternoon. And the weather and just safety for all of us so that there's no issues at all would be greatly appreciated. Thank you. Um, I'd like um, prayer for my daughter, Kara, who is driving down to Virginia to see her sister, um, who is due with her baby pretty quick here. And so that for travels and for safety and safety delivery of, of my new grandson. I just want to ask for prayers for my grandson. He just got a second injection in his back, and we wanna, we're hoping that this one will work for him. We just need prayers for him. What's his name, Kimmy? Mary? Emily would like prayers. She's had some problems with gross motor tics, and the last few days they've gotten really bad, and... We made an appointment like a month ago for August for a pediatric neurologist, and hopefully we'll be able to get her in this week. Um, but she really needs prayers because they're getting really bad. There was just a sudden increase over the weekend even. So please keep her lifted in prayers. I've got a praise and a prayer request. Uh, Tank made it. He got his tonsils and adenoids out on Thursday, and he's doing perfect. He's happy as can be with his slushies and whatnot. Oh, uh, he went back for, we were waiting in the waiting room, and he looks at the nurse and goes, can we get this moving? I'd like to get this done today. <laughs> he's eight. <laughs> and uh, the prayer request is for me and my work family. We lost one of our own on Monday, um, one of our drivers was diagnosed with an aggressive form of cancer two weeks ago, and she was gone by Monday. So, yeah, she was with us 22 years, so. And, oh, uh, her name's Julie, and that'll help. <clears throat> I'd like to thank the people who make the um the group that makes the cuddle blankets, snuggle blankets for the cancer patients. Ken and I delivered two of them last week. Um, one of them was to a local person, um, Kathy DeCulsis, Kathy Roy, and then another one was our neighbor in Lexington. And um, they were really grateful, and it's nice to see how we touched their lives by making, giving them that gift. So thank you. My son, Danny, is not doing very well, and I'd appreciate prayers for him. Anyone else? Then let's join our hearts this morning.
Father, help us to put the business of the world aside for a moment. Allow us to breathe in and breathe out deeply. Lord, where do we begin? of your garment and believe we lift up Jody's son Danny to you Father we lift up the physicians that were there for him We lift up Miss Emily to you, Father. And as in Danny's case and Emily's case, we pray for healing. We lift up Julie's family and her co-workers who grieve over her loss. We lift up little Chase to you and as he recovers from his surgery. We rejoice with Bruce and Carol as Bruce is back in the sanctuary this morning, Father. After his struggle with COVID pneumonia. Lord, it's a tough one. Some farmers have asked for rain, and it's rained a lot. And Mert's family doesn't want rain for pitchers. We're just going to trust in your steadfast love and care. We lift up Hunter and his back issue. Thank you for the opportunity to hold a new grandbaby. Mike and Dawn received their snuggle blankets and Judy and Ken were able to deliver two other snuggle blankets. Kara's traveling to Virginia to welcome her sister's new baby. So, Father, we seek traveling grace and mercy. And we anticipate a successful delivery and a healthy baby.
the old boys are getting on their scooters and riding to Kentucky. Thank you for the leathers that will keep the rain off of them. There are unspoken requests on the hearts of your people this day. We lift up the United Methodist Church. We ask to convict our leaders. We seek men of integrity. They will stand firm for the God. Father, I lift up the person who ran into the mailboxes last night. Thank you for the bountiful blessings. Thank you that the table is set before us and we ask a blessing upon the elements. And I lift up Wilma to you, Father. Have thy own way, Lord. That you might pray as we pray our Father, who art in heaven. Eldon, would you bring Andrea Mike? She's going to speak a moment on her upcoming mission trip. Would you like to come to the platform, or are you more comfortable there, or where would you like to speak from? Okay. <laughs> Gotta be fair. <laughs> so, as some of you guys might have read in the bulletin or heard Pastor Pat mention in the last couple weeks. Um, I'm going on a mission trip to Angola in October. Um, give you a little bit of background. I guess in the 50s, it started out, it was the most important mission in the state or country of Angola. Um, they were training and uh, educating the Methodist pastors, um, providing what at the time was world-class medical care for the surrounding villages. Um, and then the mission got destroyed in the Civil War. Um, so in 2004, the mission partnered with the United Methodist Church in Florida, and they started rebuilding and getting everything up and running again. So at this point, everything is up and running again and mostly rebuilt. Um, it's going to be a lot of like K-12 education and um, Bible study and Sunday school and um, providing food to surrounding villages. Uh, on Sundays, they feed 500 children. Um, so just be a lot of a lot of work. So um, 
I guess what my announcement is, is next week we're going to do a love offering to help uh, cover the expenses for my trip. So um, just wanted to announce that. <laughs> Thank you. Say that again? That was this week. No, that's next week. The offering today is a general offering. There's a noisy offering. And then the offering after scriptures for uh, the emergency fund, which helps people with rent and groceries and light bills and things like that. And then I believe we're planning some kind of dinner also later on, aren't we? I don't think we're going to have to. We're not going to have to. Well, God is good then. Amen. If the ushers would gather this morning, this is for the general offering.
We thank you for the abundant blessing. We thank you that you allow us to bring tithes, gifts, and offerings and lay them on the altar. Will you allow us to continue to be the church? And Father, the church needs a blessing. We need, again, to ask that you would equip us and take our fear away because the world is wanting the church to be still and quiet. Father, we ask a blessing upon the emergency fund offering. We ask a blessing upon the offering uh, next week to send one of your missionaries into the mission field. It's a task of the church to make disciples of Jesus Christ. And part of that takes finances. So thank you for the abundance of the blessings. May you find us faithful, Father. Amen. Be seated, church. You're going to take the children? Dara, when are you and Sandy leaving for Texas? Tomorrow. When are you coming back to Michigan? <laughs> Would you want to share a word with the congregation this morning? Thank you. Preaching of the cross. The text this morning is from 1 Corinthians. It's entitled The Wisdom of God. The message of the cross is foolish to those who are headed for destruction. But we who are saved know it is the very power of God, as the scriptures say, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and discard the intelligence of the intellect. The word of God for the people of God. If you are not saved this morning, my best advice for you is don't leave until we pray. If you are saved, I hope you understand the best is yet to come. I just walked into Sunday school at the tail end of it this morning. And I thought, uh, the scripture that I have for this morning even makes more sense now 
I found it a privilege to be the one to do uh, Mary Jo King's memorial service for the family. And I, and when I found out I was also laying to rest Uncle Fred, I was more humbled. We named our daughter after Fred Cady and the Cady family. I worked in the school system when he was superintendent. And I just thought that he was a pretty special fella. But it was funny when Karen was talking to uh, the young people this morning. I feel like my prayer was answered because it was not easy to kneel down holding the urn and it was not easy to get back up afterwards. And like I said earlier, my prayer was that Lord, that you would close their eyes so they can't see my struggle. But I, ha I have a bigger struggle. Those who are lost, those who haven't accepted Christ yet. I think it was about 11.30 Friday night when the phone rang. And the man says, hey, Pastor Tom, I got a problem. See, when he is intoxicated, he doesn't know my name's Pat. He always calls me Pastor Tom. And I'm, I'm good with that. What I need help with and what I need prayer with is at that time of night when you're severely intoxicated and you think you're making sense, but you're really not, I don't have much patience. So I listened for an hour and six minutes. You do have patience. I do have patience? Yes, do. That, that's mild. And then he says, I want to thank you, Pastor Tom, for always coming over and chucking on me and knowing that I'm drunk. the preaching of the cross. The best example I can give to anybody is not to judge them. I don't judge him. I believe that one day God's going to set him free if he wants to be set free. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who are not saved. You cannot make any sense to them about God and his word and his amazing grace and forgiveness of sins when, well, first if you're severely intoxicated and then if you just don't believe. So our first task as the church is to love everybody unconditionally and let God do the work. The only reason I have patience for that 
is because I was drunk for over 20 years. I was addicted to cocaine for over 20 years. All those people who had put up with me and my nonsense. Any of you fit into that category? Where there's just nonsense in your life? And people might not understand? Remember I told you that uh, on one of our trips to see Diana got pulled over by the state police and I got a ticket and I paid my ticket and then I get a letter from the state saying that I have to take a basic driving test. <laughs> have I told you that? Well, they gave me an option. I can take the test, or I can choose not to. If I choose not to, they're going to contact my insurance company, and most likely my insurance is going to go up. Mind you, in 26 years, I've not got a ticket. I've been pulled over a lot, but I've, I've not got a ticket. To me, it's foolishness. But at the same time, there's folks that have been coming to the church 25, 26, 35, 36, 40, 50 years that haven't accepted Christ yet. That's more foolish to me than the debate on do I want my insurance to go up or not? Do I really care? I really do care. But I don't, I don't care enough to take the test. <laughs> I don't. That, might, that may seem foolish to you that I won't do it. But it seems foolish to me when people have given the opportunity to accept Christ they choose not to. In the fourth chapter of Romans, or the third chapter of Romans, Scripture says this, for everyone has sinned and fallen short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, with undeserved kindness, declares that we are righteous. He did it through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of sin. At this stage of my journey, the doctor sent me an eye patch. I've been wearing this eye patch on this eye. I'm scheduled to have eye surgery. This morning I need both hearing aids. There's times I can't get up off the floor. But while I still have breath, I'm going to speak to you about Jesus Christ and how he'll set you free no matter what your situation is, no matter what your age is. There's a better way for us. 
And one day we see him face to face and we give an account. I'm sure some of you are going to get a better report than me. And I'm sure there might be someone that gets a worse report than me. But you know what he's going to say if you're a believer? Well done, my good and faithful servant. And then we spend eternity with Christ, praising him and worshiping him. You know, I often talk about, I wonder if we'll see our deaths in heaven. Uh, some have asked, will I, will I recognize my spouse in heaven? What I believe is that we're going to be worshiping God the Father. The rest of it isn't going to be important. We may know and we may not know. We don't know until we get there. But see the preaching of the cross about the blood of Jesus and the forgiveness of sin. It's what we need. That will change the world. I got a text message last night. 1.35 in the morning. I said, thank you, Pastor Pat and Karen, for having Facebook Live available to us so we can watch church. They're not welcomed in their home church. What's wrong with us? People. We try to create our own laws and our own rules, and we forget the laws of man. We need to focus on the laws of Christ and our salvation with Christ. And that's all that matters. The rest of it will fall into place. If you trust God, trust him all the way. Don't give him just a little bit of you. Give him all of you. The preaching of the cross. In Colossians it speaks about, it's about forgiveness. Any perfect people in the house? Any sinners in the house? Yeah. Not that I'm judging you because I don't judge. But every one of your hands went up, should have went up. Because we're born into sin. It's a nature. We're born in this sinful world. In Acts 4 and 12, preaching in the cross will help us understand and it will show you the way to God, the way to Jesus Christ. Nobody comes to the Father except through His Son, Jesus Christ. Nobody. You can be the CEO. You can be the top dog. You can be Michael Air Jordan. But if you don't have Christ Jesus, you're not getting in. Shows you the way to heaven. I've been to some places where it's like heaven on earth. It's just so magnificent and beautiful nature and all the creatures. It's heaven on earth. It's where we spend eternity with Christ. The new heaven and the new earth. We spend with Christ for eternity. And in Romans 5. The preaching of the cross will show you a way to peace. Peace. We had an unexpected visit yesterday from Sandra Phillips, was her name. She used to own the restaurant in Yale, CJ's restaurant. 
while I was in Yale, I had nine heart surgeries, three tumor surgeries. Every time I had surgery, Sandra would bring us lunch and dinner for the whole week. That meant a lot. She was never a member of the church. I think in my five years in Yale, she might have been in church once. But she had the love of Christ in her heart. Sort of reminds me of an old friend Larry Miner. I worked with Larry at Explorer Motorhome Company. He, he didn't go to church. But he knew the Bible from cover to cover better than most of us. And one day in our conversation, he said that something happened to him in church when he was a young man. And he never went back. Because sometimes we are brutal on each other with our words that cut deep, or with our actions that hurt for generations. But that's not what Christ wants of us. He wants us to love unconditionally, to accept unconditionally, not to judge, not to be angry. When I, when I looked out the front window this morning and our mailbox is going this way and the neighbor's mailbox is going this way and there's car parts laying in the road. Out and I straightened up the mailboxes. Picked up the car parts. And took a different way to church this morning. So I recognized the color of the vehicle. So I drove by the house. And lo and behold, it so happened it's got that damage on the body. So after church today, I'm going to see my neighbor. <laughs> I went and saw my mother before she died, and I'm going to tie these two in together. I went and saw my mother before she died. She died of uh, bone cancer throughout her body. I hadn't seen my mother or talked to my mother in uh, a little over 20 years. Uh, she was never able to forgive me for the disappointment that I was in this world for the time before I met Jesus. And I, I came to terms with that. But when my brother called me to tell me she was dying, this is what the Lord told me to do. And I did it. I went to see my mother. Not to ask her for acceptance or forgiveness for me, because I knew that we lost that battle years ago. I knock on the door, and the hospice nurse comes to the door, and my mother's sitting in a chair. Her first words to me, what in purgatory are you doing here? But you the other word of you're following me. 
And I said, I came to see if you know Jesus because I understand you're dying. Will you and your Jesus get the purgatory out? So I left. Two days later, she died. There's a sense of relief that came over me. The message of the cross is foolishness to those who don't believe. I believe. I believe I'm a sinner. I believe God's grace is sufficient for me. And one day I stand before him and I give an account of my life. You stand before him and you give an account of your life. I cling to the old rugged cross. My prayer for you is that you would cling to the old rugged cross. That's where we get our hope. Amen. We have the privilege this morning. Yes. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> yes. come again we're going to take up the collection for the emergency fund thank you If you brothers would just bring it forward and set it on the altar, please.
looks like two old grizzly bears deciding who's going first. <laughs> With all respect, doctor. I just want to remind you that you do not have to be a member of this church to partake in Holy Communion. Let it be the desire of your heart to be more like Christ. Would you pray with me, please? Savior, we ask that you would pour out your spirit on all who are gathered here on these gifts of bread and juice. Father, make them be for us the body and the blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ. You have redeemed us by your blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, one in ministry to all the world until you come in final victory and we feast at your heavenly banquet through your son, Jesus Christ, with your Holy Spirit and your holy church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Pastor Darrell, would you assist me this morning? It's going to be a while since we see each other again, brother. A little juice for the hands. A pair of gloves. Everyone is invited. If you need to spend time talking to the Father, the prayer rail is open. Come as you are. shed for you.
blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ for you, Pam. The blood of Christ for you, Miss Ruthie. Christ for you, sister. The blood of Christ for you, Lon. The blood of Christ for you, Phyllis. And the blood of Christ for you. And the blood of Christ for you. Christ for you. Christ for you. And the blood of Christ for you. Jody, the blood of Christ for you. That's some hair now. The blood of Christ for you. And the blood of Christ for you. The blood of Christ for you. Mark the body of Christ broken for you because he loves you. And his blood was shed for you, Mark. The body of Christ broken for you because he loves you. And the blood of Christ for you. Blood of Christ for you. And the blood of Christ was shed for you because he loves you. And his blood was shed for you. And the blood of Christ shed for you. Blood of Christ for you. And the blood of Christ for you. And the blood was shed for you. And the blood of Christ shed for you. And his blood was shed for you, Trudy. Blood of Christ shed for you. His blood for you. The body of Christ broken for you because He loves you. The blood of Christ shed for you. The blood of Christ for The body of Christ because He loves you. The blood of Christ for you. Blood for you, Julian. He's blood for you. The blood of Christ for you, Ken. His blood was shed for you, Carol. The body of Christ broken for you 
He loves you. He shed his blood for you, Bruce. Body of Christ broken for you because he loves you. His blood was shed for you. Body broken for you because he loves you. His blood was shed for you. Body of Christ broken for you because he loves you. His shed blood. Body of Christ broken for you. Blood was shed for you, Sean. Body of Christ broken for you because He loves you. Body broken for you because He loves you. Blood was shed for you, Kate. Blood was shed for you. We're gonna piano player on here. Body of Christ broken for you because He loves you. Blood was shed for you, brother. Body of Christ broken for you because he loves you. His blood was shed for you. Here's the piano player. Body of Christ broken for you because he loves you. Christ and the blood of Christ for you, Pastor. Oh, my goodness. Forgive me. The body of Christ for you. Is there anyone else who needs to see elements brought to them? I got so excited serving communion with the pastor, I lost half my mind. Thank you, brother. Did somebody say something? No. Oh. Okay. you would hold the rain off just for a few hours so Mert can have her family pictures with her family and Ed can make it to Ohio before it rains. Thank you, Lord. Closing him, here I am, Lord.
Here I am, Lord. Is it I, Lord? I have heard you calling in the night. I will go, Lord. If you Father, we thank you for the privilege to be in your house this morning. Father, we thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit and the opportunity to come to your table. Now, as we go out into the church, may you find us faithful to the task. We praise you and we thank you, Lord. God bless you, church, and God bless America. Amen.